Don't think healthcare professionals have any business experience? Think again. No topic is off limits as we share tales from our brave hosts who will always tell it like it is. We are hashtag no filter healthcare. Here to guide you through your healthcare journey are your hosts, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. We want to thank our sponsor, Uptime Health, the leading healthcare equipment and compliance management software company for bringing this podcast to fruition. Visit UptimeHealth.com to learn more. Let's get started. Welcome to hashtag no filter healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with best-selling author, wait a minute, speaker, wait a minute, and marketing strategist, Manal Simpat. We're so excited to have you here with us today. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, Manal. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, so we are so happy to have you here, and I just, of course, have to start off by saying that... One of the first times I met Manal, it was at an evening function. It was after a long day at a dental conference. We were all exhausted. And here she comes walking in, in her heels, high energy. And I'm just like, how is she still wearing her heels? (laughs) I was immediately impressed. And, you know, also I have to mention, I never thought I'd be friends with a best-selling author before. So I automatically feel like I'm way cooler than I was before. So (laughs) you guys are too kind, too kind. Well, you know, I mean, I am an enthusiastic shoe lover. So sometimes pain is gain. And I, I remember meeting that day and I had two speaking engagements. So I spoke all day and then I I hadn't been, I didn't go back to my hotel room till 11 PM or whenever the party ended that night. Right. So it was just so much going on, but that's the best part of conferences is you get to meet people and you get to network and engage and you know, why not? I know. And then um, after that, we realized we're both members of Dental Entrepreneur Woman, which is a great network of women who empower and support each other in the dental industry. So if you're not already a member, definitely sign up um, and, and get into that network of people. So, But let's allow you, Manal, to just give everyone a chance to hear about your background and how you got started in dental marketing. Yes. Yeah, so I actually always was in dental marketing or marketing to begin with. I majored in communication and biology. So I went to Rutgers University. You know, I was born in India. I grew up in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then I decided to move my life to New Jersey. I don't know why I left the beautiful St. Thomas to go to New Jersey. But, you know, at least I have my family is still in St. Thomas. So I get to visit all the time and I get to go back to my house and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, it was it was great. And um, at Rutgers, I was a dental student. So I had to shadow a dental practice in order to do that. So I shadowed, you know, I remember like faxing my resume. Remember when fax was a thing and you would like fax your resumes? Like I remember faxing. <laughs> not a thing I, anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because it's not, I guess it is almost 20 years because it was 2004, no, 2008 when I graduated. So not 20 years, but you know, 15-ish. And I remember faxing it. And then this dental practice was like, come on in and shadow us. So I was like, great, I'm going to go shadow them, right? And uh, I didn't have a car or anything like that because I had to get a big girl job before I could get a car. Um, So I was working two jobs in college, this whole thing. So I went and I shadowed them and they wanted to hire me then when I was a student at Rutgers, but I couldn't because I had two jobs at Rutgers and I was studying. So I said, well, I can't do this right now, but, you know, we'll see. And then I decided, so I was doing communication and biology and I decided I really, really like marketing, like communication is marketing and PR. I'm like, I really, really like this. 
So I remember, and I took my DATs and the whole thing. I took my DATs, my application folder to dental school, everything was ready. And I remember calling my parents who were like, so guys, I think I'm going to do marketing and not go to dental school. And my dad is like, hey, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right? What are you doing? And I'm like, just, just give me this year and I'll figure it out. And well, I happened to graduate in 2008, which is really bad year to graduate. You know, this is the recessions happening. No people who have had jobs, no longer had jobs, who are experienced. And here I am like, I'm not going to go to school. I'm going to go ahead and go to, you know, try and do this. So I remember like calling everybody, uh, trying to find a job. And I called this practice that I used to shadow at. And I'm like, hey, listen, so remember me? I was there two years ago. You guys offered me a job. Couldn't take it then. But I graduated. I have two degrees and I would love to work with you guys. And they're like, and the office manager is like, well, it's a recession. There are 60 people working here. We are not hiring, but come in at noon and you never say no to a networking opportunity. So I just figured I'll go meet the doctors. You know, you never say no to that. So I showed up and the next thing I know, I'm being interviewed. And the next thing I know, the owner of the practice comes in and he's like, we have no idea what you're going to do here. We just like you. We just like you. So we are just going to hire you and we'll just see where you fit in. And the next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm training at all the things. And clearly I took over the marketing because I have a degree in it. That's what I did. I'm a millennial, like social media is in my blood kind of thing. So took over everything, numbers increase. And then in 2013, uh, well, no, 2009, uh, because I realized when I was doing marketing that I need to understand healthcare and patient care. So I actually went to hygiene school, not I was not a hygienist first. I was actually in marketing first. And I went to hygiene school to understand patient care and to provide patient care. So I did two years of hygiene school, graduated, registered dental hygienist. And then I practiced about once or twice a week. But I always did marketing majority uh, of my time. And then in 2013, I opened my first company by breaking a Guinness World Record. And here we are in 2022. So life has been very kind to me. No, I love it. And and that's, you know, new knowledge for me. I thought you started as a dental hygienist and then got into marketing, which, you know, we, we also wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think it's, it is one of those things that happens more often than we realize that people always find out a little later in life what their true passion is. You were lucky. You knew what it was from the start, but you know, some people don't have it that way and realize later on, once they've made that career commitment, I want to do something different. So making that switch and making that a new reality for them, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It is. I mean, you know, what I do is as a marketing strategist um, and a coach, I am a, I am a social media coach and a marketing strategist. I work with team members inside the practice. And a lot of them are these team members who do take over that marketing or who do want to learn how to do the social media or who do want to make a management positions, right? And what I really uh, appreciate about this role is that it allows you to play on your other talents. And if you think about it, so many of those talents you use daily, right? For example, marketing, one of the biggest thing in marketing is that you have to be able to talk. You need to be able to communicate and engage. Now, you're doing that all day long in the cubicle with your patients as a hygienist. Now, all you're doing is taking that and converting that into a graphic or an online content or a video or a photo. It's the same thing. You're just using a different platform and outlet to share about it. So um, I love that. I absolutely love working um, with team members inside the practice. And it's just like, and then they enjoy their work so much too, because now they get to have a fun side of things to do. 
And they're like, and I'm like, we have to make this awesome. Like I just posted something this morning and there was like a real trend going on right now. I'm like, here's the real audio guys. Here are the three examples that you can do with the real audio. And I like practices like team members who are their marketing directors. Oh my God, you know, we're going to do this for the Invisalign week. Oh no, we are going to do this for a new patient promotion. We're going to do this for a bridal promotion. I'm like, yes. Right. And it's literally a 10 second or less than 10 second real audio that I posted saying, here's a real audio. These are your examples. Go for it. And they're like, this is so fun. And they're going to do it. So it's creating that energy, that excitement and kind of, you know, having somebody who can talk their language with them. It really helps. The ones that don't happen is. So I'm going to be real honest with everybody who's listening to this podcast here. There are times where we have our unicorn team members. These are the go-getters, the people who show up. They always have a smile. They are loyal. They're amazing. They're kind. But what happens is that when we have this unicorn team members, we just assume they can do anything and everything. And we just give them, we just tell them to do anything and everything. But the problem happens is that when their cup is already full and you add more and more stuff, they actually lose the passion. They lose the joy. They lose coming to work every day and they don't enjoy it anymore. So anybody who's hearing this, I know you're thinking of that one team member in your head right now who's that perfect unicorn in the practice. And you're like, okay, that's a person I'm going to assign my marketing to. Yes, totally do it. But make sure that that unicorn has extra hours to work on whatever you want them to work on and not just add it in their already full schedule because that will not be good for anybody. So I just wanted to put a PSA out there because it's true. <laughs> this happens. No, I love it. That's all about our hashtag no filter moment for us. So no, I love that. I think that it's it's that happens more often than we realize, um, especially in a small clinic when you recognize someone that has such great potential and you just want to push them to do more and do better and and then it just takes a toll on them. So makes sense. <laughs> so um, we talked a little bit before about reels, right? And you mentioned TikToks and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, me being a marketing professional myself, I also see the value, right, in video-based content. But not all the time do they see the value of video content or they're just afraid of being in front of the camera. So what, um, you know, what do you recommend to those types of clients, right, that are just a little bit, you know, hesitant about being in the video? So I just spoke in Arizona with over 250 dentists in the room. And a lot of those people in the room were in the boomer generation, right? Now they already are like, what is Instagram Reels? This is not what I do. Like, what is going on here? And it's, it's funny because a switch happens within one minute. So here's what, here's a very simple thing you can do. The first thing is that video, why is it that video is confusing to people? So for example, uh, Tamara, if I were to just take my phone out right now and I'm like, Tamara, go, you're going to be, you're going to be a little bit shocked and you're going to, okay, well, the question comes down to what do I say? The reason we are so uncomfortable with video is what do I say? So if you were to remove that simple roadblock of what do I say, they actually love video. So for example, I would have somebody come on in and I said, you know what, we're going to do a one minute video right now. They're like, oh my God, we're going to do a one minute video. What is going on? I'm like, I promise we'll delete it. If you don't like it, it's going to be great and easy. Don't worry about it. And I'll just go and I'll just start asking questions. Why are you, why are you in this field? What was that moment in your life that you were like, I'm going to be a dentist. Who's your favorite band? What did you have for dinner last night? And then I'll go be like, what is the treatment that you really love to provide for your patients? And now they're just having a conversation with me. And that conversation is the video. And they're like, that was really easy. And it's like, that's it. So a lot of the times the roadblock is, what do I say? So I always tell them that all you need is somebody to interview you. 
So if you're somebody who's uncomfortable with camera, if you're somebody, forget the logistics and the technology things and the nitty gritty details, forget all of that. Honestly, the most organic videos are the ones that get the most amount of engagement, right? Because people see how real you are. Like if I were to go ahead and go like this, you're going to be like, where should you go? So people are going to see that instead of me having this gorgeous background and then looking really professional, that has its place on a website. But when it comes to social media, it's social. They want to see you. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to see who you are. So to be honest, very simple one trick. And there are so many things you could do, but the very one simple trick is have somebody interview you and just record it. And the good part about recording is you can edit out anything you don't want. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, and the reels part is I know a lot of times people think that reels are wear a pink tutu and dance around. It's really not when it comes down to it. So reels have a really good place where you can talk about your products and stuff using some of the trends which are happening. So I have practices who will literally take that same thing like on their phone. They will make a reel of a patient's before and after, or the reaction that they have, or the treatment that they have, or why they chose this practice. And these are all, a lot of them are boomer patients. And I show these examples because it's such a negative image when you think about reels. But as you see these examples, you're like, oh, so I do not have to wear a pink tutu and dance around. No, you don't. You just have to take what's happening in your practice every day and use an outlet like reels to just show it to the world, right? So um, it's just finding out what those roadblocks are and then just giving a solution to the roadblocks. And once they have that solution, it works. I have a boomer client in Ohio. And when he first met me, he's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about it. I literally, not joke, I have to tell him and be like, stop making videos. It's this is like, you're putting in three videos a day right now. And I mean, I would never imagine I would have to tell you this, but stop making videos. It's three of them a day. <laughs> no, it's, it's hilarious. You know, I'll tell you something, my dad, his favorite app is TikTok. Okay. It's just, I don't think it matters. It's everyone loves social media. It doesn't matter if you're new to it or not. And it's, I think it's great. I think what you hit the nail on the head is you can delete it. If you don't like it, you can delete it. And I think that a lot of people forget that in the moment because they get so nervous that, Oh, I'm going to be on video. I can't, I'm, oh, I'm going to mess up. It's like, it's okay. We can start over. We can do this 10 times if we need to, <laughs> but they're going to start getting comfortable. And then all of a sudden they don't even need you to interview them. <laughs> and it just, no, happens. and they get, they just happen. They like, I just had somebody who messaged me. She's like, I made my first reel after the session. And I'm like, this is amazing. Right. And then you would share it. And she's like, it's just a bunch of photos, but I'm like, you did it. And I, I think it's also the excitement and the engagement that you need. I think a lot of times the other issue that we have is when do where, there are times we don't feel creative. There are times that we don't feel like, is this worth it? Am I doing this? Right. And uh, a lot of the things that I have found to be true, especially when it comes to working with, with teams is that they need that excitement. They need that. I got you. I'm cheering for you. Like I will take a reel and I will post it as my story on one of my clients' reels because they just made it and they're like, oh my God, you posted it as a story. And it's like, literally it's a little arrow button that I said, share. And I just shared it. Right. But it's that simple encouragement. And if we are, if we have team members who are doing this for it, encourage them, show them support, give them that high five, tell them that this is amazing. This is great. And if they have that positivity and the feedback, you, I'm, I'm surprised how much they can do. Like I, the ideas that they come up with, I am mind blown. And I have a world record and a bestseller book. And they will come to me and they will share some ideas. And I'm like, 
this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Let's totally do this, right? But it's just that positive feedback that's a huge part of just empowering people in general. It, it works. You're inspiring them and giving them the confidence they need, which I don't, I don't think people realize is so, so important for this to work. I mean, you can't go on video and not feel confident. It just, you know, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> yeah, but if it's something that you're passionate about, like work, like if it's something that you, you know, truly love, like your industry, I feel like to most people, they don't think it will come naturally, but it does. So, um, so we talked a little bit about some roadblocks here and there, right, with just TikToks and Reels, but um, moving it back into marketing in general, I, one of the most common mistakes that you see dental practices make within their marketing, right? Um, I think a lot of us know that it is hard to find the right person in your corner or the right team to work for you. Um, and keeping up with those trends can be difficult. So I guess, what have you learned from meeting individuals that may have gotten burned from a marketing agency or a marketing professional? I mean, this is a, this is a great question. And, and so the, I don't build websites. I don't do SEO. I don't do Google AdWords. I don't do web, right? So I don't do any of these things. The people are always like, well, what do you actually do then? Like, you're not, you don't do postcards. You don't like, what do you actually do? So I tell people and I said, well, I'm a marketing strategist. And that's why my book is called Why Your Marketing is Killing Your Business. So the number one mistake I see, not just dentists, but in general in marketing is us throwing money at marketing, just assuming that that's going to grow our business. There are people who are super successful with social media. There are people who are not successful with social media. All marketing works and all marketing doesn't work. And I can pretty much guarantee anybody who's listening to this podcast, no matter what your marketing budget is, you can reduce that by 20%. And you can still improve your revenue, right? Because it's, you, you just don't know what you're doing and how you're doing it. So the question is not about, hey, here's a brand new marketing product or TikTok. No. It's about how, what do I do on TikTok? How do I go ahead and use this new marketing project? So I'll give you an example. So marketing is, we all have a website, yeah? And then on that website, we'll have an About Us page. Um, and that About Us page goes something like this, where, you know, you usually have a photo of you and you're like a little sideways, you know, you give a little smile like this. And that's your picture there, right? Usually that's, that's on the website. And then right next to on there, you have information about something like, Dr. X, Y, and Z grew up here, went to school here, belongs to all this organization. These are all their accolades. And then at the bottom, there's a line that says, and in the free time, Dr. X, Y, and Z loves to ski. That's literally every single website and about a space to you, you know, people who are listening, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So let's change that to marketing strategies. Now I'm a dental hygienist. And let's say I'm a pediatric dental hygienist. And let's say that you were to go to a pediatric dental practice where I'm working. So instead of, of that little side pose and a little smile and the little typed up bio, you get something like this. And it's a video of me. And it says, hi, my name is Manal Sampat. I am so humbled and honored to be a part of this incredible team at X, Y, and Z Pediatric Dentistry. I was born in India and grew up in the U.S. Virgin Islands. One of my favorite things to do is to laugh. I have one of those big belly laughs that you could just hear from the other room. But you see, when I'm looking at my photos of me growing up, in India, I am not smiling big or laughing loud. And that's because I was embarrassed of the black spots on my teeth. And today I am a pediatric dental hygienist because I don't want any child to feel like they cannot smile big and laugh loud. I look forward to meeting you and your family. And just underneath that video is just three bullet points of where I went to school, the accolades and the organizations I belong to. 
which one do you think the parent is going to connect with more? Well, the person and the credentials. The person, sure. right? So, so the thing comes down to is the number one thing that we lack in our marketing, the mistake is the connection. We always forget about the connection. We go in and we put a random thing up. Let's say we are running a teeth whitening campaign. Is that same photo, that person with the full face on, with the red lipstick smiling? It's like how you're not connecting with anybody here when you when you post that thing, right? When you're putting a campaign out. If you really want to talk about teeth whitening, go into the fact and say, hey, I see you have a wedding coming up. Are you going to be in photos? Would you like to have a beautiful smile for the photos? Here's what we are doing. If we have that connecting part, this is what I say. And I say, why your marketing is killing your business? Because it's literally people are spending so much money on marketing. And it, it blows my mind when I look at what they're doing because they're just expecting results. But all marketing works, all marketing doesn't work. And it just comes down to how are you connecting using the marketing or, or you already have. And then you can play upon that. You can leverage that. You can add on that. And you can now create a marketing plan based on your audience. So that was a long answer. But I wanted to show an example so people kind of get to see the stepwise on how a strategy works compared to here's marketing. Let's do this. <laughs> no, that's that's such a, a great way to look at it. And I, I love how you were able to really harp on how important connections are because it's a simple thought, but I, I feel like I, I definitely needed that example to really fully understand it. So that was really great. So, well, Tamara, did you have any other follow-up questions? I mean, we could sit on this podcast and talk about marketing, I think for two hours, but <laughs> I know Manal's got other podcasts to do and she's an important lady. Um, so, but, you know, we had such a great time talking to you today and, you know, we know marketing is such an important, important part of any business to make it successful. So um, we really appreciate your time providing some tips to our listeners and some insight, but for all of our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Manal, make sure you visit manalsampat.com and you can subscribe to our podcast and comment below if you have any questions for us. Thanks, Manal. Thank you, guys.